0: This is Cindy Legareta coming to you from Sky Cave in New Orleans. Brought to you by Anchor FM. And this is Telescope of Memory from the collection Horror House Christmas. And now, the conclusion of Finesse. Spartan Jenny, good evening. This is Pat. Pat, it's Diana. Is Betty around? She's in sight. Are you okay? No, Pat. I'm about as far from okay as it gets. Do you need a doctor? Are you sick, honey? I'm hurt bad. Help me, Pat. Please. She let go and began to sob. You got a friend here. Double shot. Can I come stay with you in bed for a couple days? Yeah. What time is it now? She saw the digital clock through the haze of her tears. It read 1.53 a.m. About 2.00. Betty just gave last call. We're closing up. Take a cat, Nah, screw it. You know what? Throw some stuff in a bag and sit tight. We'll swing by before three. I won't be any trouble? Well, frankly, the cat's gonna get aggravated. He sleeps on the bed in the spare room, but I'll straighten him out. Pat, thank you. Don't mention it, babe. Me and Bet are out of here. And Diana, whatever it is that's knocked you sideways, we'll handle it. Count on us. Diana made her way down the hall. Nothing had changed in a month and a half. She stopped at the door, saw the familiar gold knocker Denise had installed four years ago. She tapped and waited. The peephole slid sideways with a click. She heard Denise say, "'It's Diana! Hurry!' A rustle, and the door opened. Ava and Denise in curlers reached for her. The three women embraced. "'We were so worried you disappeared!' I got someone in a couple of minutes," Eva said. "I see you later. You stay, huh?" "Ah," Diana smiled at Eva's accent. She touched her silky platinum bangs. Then Denise said, "Come on in, sis. I made coffee. We better talk." Diana settled on a chair in the kitchen. "I came to clean out my locker." Denise grew quiet. "'Monica almost had a heart attack "'when she found out what happened on Park Avenue. "'That guy was fucking over the top. "'He'd been a John at her place for years. "'He liked to have girls over one by one. "'That was okay, but Monica hadn't heard "'from Snowman in maybe six months. "'She knew he did coke. "'She didn't know about the other drugs "'or how he'd lost it. "'There's nothing either of us can say. "'Honey, this is a stupid question. "'Did he stiff you?' "'No,' Diana said. The bills were a little messy, and they stunk. I didn't want to pick them up, though, you know. I get it. Oh, Christ. The silence was heavy in the room. Denise poured coffee. We know each other pretty good. I hope you don't think Monica or I had any idea what we were sending you into. I don't blame either of you, Diana sighed. I should have left the minute I walked in and saw him, but I ignored my good sense. I had some kind of Angry thing going on with Carlo. I wanted to slam him for loving me. Can you beat that? I figured a 5C date ought to do the job. Lucky I wasn't killed. Carlo started calling right after that. He told me he'd been away in Europe. He came back, your phone was disconnected, you'd moved. I said straight out I didn't know what happened. He still calls and asks for you. He's crazy about you, and I'm not talking sessions. Are you going to see him? Diana stared into the distance. I don't think so. Sometimes it's better not to hear the whole truth. Don't tell them I came by, please. Okay, because you ask, not because you're right. Diana put down her cup. Time to get my things together. I'll hang around till Ava's free. She took her bag and went to the lounge. She lifted the bodysuits out of the locker, delicately one by one, condoms Mint-scented, a half-dozen, a nearly empty balsam shampoo, assorted pantyhose and a plastic storage bag, lubricant, contraceptive gel, her favorite backless step-in spike-heeled wedgies, a spray cologne she hated called Surrender from the Holiday Grab Bag, four bottles of nail polish, a large white bath towel, and a copy of Amor Sin Verguenza, that Celia was reading when they had lunch weeks ago. She spread everything in front of her. <laughs> the urban horror survival kit, she cracked. She scooped the bodysuits up, intending to stuff them in her bag. Then she lay them back down again. She recalled the day she first came to Sottovoce, how quickly she fell into the routine. She made money from the beginning. Denise said she was a natural once proud of the title, it now made her sad in a way she couldn't explain. She heard cursing in broken English and recognized Eva. That dog busted. He want full service. Only give 20. Let Denise talk to him. Don't get pissed. You like the green or the leopard? Ah, screw it. Take them all. Diana handed Eva the pile of body suits. What if you come back? Eva asked. No chance. Take the condoms, too. You will marry with Italian? I'm not seeing Carlo now. She finished packing. Diana, I'm sorry. When shit guy hurt you, we all feel so angry to him. We want kill. I went sort of bananas. I didn't leave the house. I moved to Queens with Bette and Pat. They were great. I'm still working things out in my head. What you do for job? I'm helping out at Sport and Jenny Is good money in bar, Diana? Well, not like here But I sleep like a log from all the work I never tell how much I want to be like you Is true? Ava, no Diana wanted to cry You are most smart of anyone this place Show me secret How to make guy come fast And ask again for me You understand always Never laugh what I try to say You kook, she hugged the buxom girl. Now you are going. I think you have good life out from here. Out from here? Diana looked around one final time. Ava, be happy. Make money. And for Christ's sake, don't do full fucking service for 20. They laughed, embraced again. And then Diana was gone. The next evening at Sport and Jenny, Pat came in smiling from ear to ear. Ladies, you'll never guess who just called. Franco Cotroni's manager, you know, the opera guy. Diana looked sharply up from filling the ketchup bottles. She knew what was next. They're coming in later, party of sixteen, maybe more. Nice little rush on a slow night. Betty lifted her brassy red head out of the bin where she'd been stacking bottles of beer. Honey, that's terrific! Diana laid down her rag and walked into the kitchen. Pat said, "'Bet, hold the fort. I got to see what's up with Diana.' "'Sure thing.' Diana busied herself at the fridge. She fiddled aimlessly with the knives in the silver bin. Panic was rising. Pat spoke quietly, but firmly, as he always did when he needed to make a point. Bets told me over and over how you saved her can. She'd be dead if not for you, but she hung up her shoes and got straight. Her first waitress job, I was behind the bar. I guess in a way we met on account of you. That makes you family, darling. Pat, what am I gonna do? Let me go home early. I'll call somebody to cover if you really want me to but you've got to make it right with Carlo for yourself you can't hide forever he'd never want me again not after that bastard on Park Avenue should rot in hell for what he did you got the nightmare John but it wasn't your fault you think Carlo would hate you if he knew what happened he loved you and I give odds he still does your courage, your brains okay, you can't erase Park Avenue but you can move on don't sell Carlo short like some cheap wine. Talk to him. I'm scared to death, Pat. I'm not the same woman. You still got heart and love for some lucky guy. That's a good place to start over. Diana wiped her eyes. She stood on her toes and kissed Pat's cheek. Pat's right. You are the rocket you brought her. Come on, missy. We got lots to do before tonight. If you're working... I am Pat. Diana watched the doors while the opera crowd filed in. She counted 20. She tried not to look for Carlo. Tuxedos, evening gowns, diamonds were everywhere. The group entered, glittering, raucous, and full of high spirits. She heard a woman say, A neighborhood Irish bar. Oh, I just love it. They moved chairs, rustling about noisily until they settled down. Carlo was not with them. She heaved a sigh. All that goddamn drama for nothing. She went back to the bar, setting up water glasses, gathering menus, reaching for her order pad. Diana turned back again to face the register. The doors parted once more. In walked Portly Franco Cutroni, grousing in a tuxedo, a huge flower on his lapel. Carlo was next to him. He wore a full-length opera cape black Borsellino. He and Cotroni were deep in conversation. I said to you, parking in New York is hopeless, did I not? Let the chauffeur have the headache. We'll sort it all out tomorrow. This city's so crazy. Worse than Rome? Carlo asked. Catroni laughed aloud. Nothing's not a data bad. Carlo addressed the group, still shuffling chairs. Pat assures me they make excellent shepherd's pie miss it at your peril. I plan to have two. Diana took a deep breath, waded in. She came up behind Carlo. May I help you with those, sir? Carlo spun around. He looked at her. He looked at her momentarily, dumbstruck. Diana fought to stay calm. Her heart was beating so fast she was sure it would explode. Sam's right. You are a vampire. They stood staring at each other. I tend to overdress for the opera. After all, it's a very emotional thing, opera. Her smile was fragile. Hello, Tortoni. Diana Luisa, how good to see you again. After so long, he cleared his throat. He went to remove his cape and hat. Diana took them. I'll put these in the coat room. Her eyes dropped. She noticed Carlos Black high-top running shoes. She laughed. I see you're still... corns. I remember. She broke off, overwhelmed. Diana walked quickly to the coat room. Carlo joined his party. Bette helped serve, and the meal was a great success. Many dishes of food, endless drinks, pots of coffee, fragrant simple pie heartily enjoyed... Diana threaded through the diners, pouring, fetching in a well-choreographed dance. Her cool manner through dinner belied Diana's inner storm, but it didn't compare with Carlo's. As Diana worked, Carlo thought of the weeks they spent together, how he was soothed and pleasured by her. Diana leaned over to remove a plate from a woman about to dip a black silk elbow in mashed potato residue. When she reached out, Carlo could not resist. He touched the small of her back. You are strong as ever. Is that a fact? I rang Denise a hundred times. I made a perfect nuisance of myself. She kept your secret well. She would only say you had left sotto voce and moved from your apartment. I considered hiring a detective since you gave no forwarding address, "'Diana, I was frantic. I could not imagine. "'Carlo, I'm sorry if I hurt you, but you don't know what happened. "'Anyway, I'm not even sure. "'Waitress!' Black Silk Elbow cried. "'I'd love a little more of this marvelous coffee. "'Coming up, ma'am.' "'Diana backed away, her eyes still riveted to Carlo. Two hours passed. "'Diana had another table of customers "'who ate quickly, eager to get to a movie.' The women in the opera group called her over to ask where the ladies' room was. She went to check if there were enough towels, clean as ever, and at Bette's insistence, real cloth. Carlo scanned the room, searching for Diana. Pat noticed. "'Thanks for coming, Mr., Uh," Pat fumbled and laughed. "'Carlo to my friends, a fine evening all around.' Pat said suddenly, "'You know, this used to be a speak. scusi." speak easy. we found all kinds of great stuff in the basement Behind one of them phony walls Diana appeared with Carlo's cape and hat He put on his hat, draped the cape over his arm Got a nice piece of change for the antiques We kept one thing though, knew I wanted it and back Bet busted my hump till I had it restored Diana and Carlo gazed at each other again Diana, it's been, his voice trailed off "'She hurried away. "'Goodbye, Totoni.' "'Yeah,' Pat kept talking. "'A pool table. "'You won't believe the size of it. "'Could park a limo in the middle. "'Come on, Carlo. "'You got a little time. "'Them dames, if I know anything, "'there'll be at least a half hour "'in the powder room.' "'He took Carlo's arm. "'They headed toward the back. Bet and I picked up this joint "'at a foreclosure sale. "'The three of us go back many moons. Bet was in the life, "'same as Diana.' They were like sisters. Diana helped Bette get clean and sober, put herself together. She started waiting tables and met me. We got married, and then later we bought Sport and Jenny. Pat went on. Pretty crowded back here on Saturdays. Right now, though, it's you and me. Carlo seemed in a fog. Diana is unhappy. I can feel it. Yeah, Pat said, and not for the reason you think. Please, I must know. They reached the door of the pool room. After you, Miboko. You see, it happened on Park Avenue. Late last year. Pat spared no detail, and finally Carlo knew. When he was through, he said, "Maybe you want hmm, a minute to take this in." Let me go see how everybody's doing out front. He went back to the bar. Carlo did not move for a second. Then he pulled off his hat, bowed his head, and wept fiercely onto Pat's beloved pool table. Carlo sat down. Pat and Betty were in the kitchen. Diana was wiping an ashtray. She saw him. Still here. You look tired, Carlo. I long for my beautiful friend. Poor Tortoni. He got up, moved nearer. He was behind her. Diana, his voice was a whisper. Pat told me about Park Avenue. Such horror. My precious girl. Carlo, I hate to say this. I've learned the hard way. I took that date to show you I didn't need you. That all men were the same. Tricks. Of course, it backfired. I walked into Jack the Ripper, but I proved something to myself. There's nobody for someone like me. Nobody. Do you believe for a moment I accept this? I'm not in charge of what's in your head. I got enough trouble with my own. She could not look at him any longer. I never should have left you. When my daughter called me to come to Paris, I should have done everything in my power to take you with me I see that now but how was I to know what would happen I wrote to you somehow it was lost you thought I had deserted you and I came back you were gone this is excruciating Carlo go away let me see your eyes when you say this he touched her shoulder firmly turned Diana to face him she could barely speak Leave me alone. Carlo had the faintest suggestion of a smile playing at the corners of his mouth. No, in fact, I think he drew her close. I shall never leave you alone again. Tortoni Diana melted against him. Borlio ancora, desorina. Their lips met. Carlo slid his arms around Diana's waist. She smelled garlic, cigars, and the man she had missed so terribly. Pat emerged from the kitchen to find Diana and Carlo passionately kissing. Hey, guys, don't get pornographic in here. We run a family place. Pat shook his head, went back in the kitchen. They didn't even come up for air. Carlo looked at her over the breakfast table. You have not given your answer. I don't know what to say. Say you are willing to be with me. That is all. What if you get sick? What if you have a heart attack? This could happen if I were alone, no? I'm afraid, okay? I'm afraid. So am I. This means we are the same, always the same. Carlo, you've been wonderful, better than I deserve. I'm just thinking I'll reach out and touch this and everything's just going to disappear. Like it never happened. He tapped his chest. But you know inside, don't you? In here, what we have is real and what we have is right. He came to her, took her face in his hands. I ask you to live with me. Share everything in my life. What about love? You love me in your way. And in time, you will love me more. Right now, I have enough for us both. I accept. He folded Diana in his arms, kissing her hair and rocking her back and forth. Tessorina, can we be sure of anything? Can anyone? But... Two things I'm certain of. Her eyes were bright. Yes? One, I love you. And two, I will probably, when you least expect it, put on the wrong shoes. Don Carlo Fabrizio Tolino di Monte began to laugh, and Diana joined him. The sounds of their joyous laughters twined round each other to completely fill his heart. The End